Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. Episode of Wookie Radio. It's the Smugglers Three. Ken, Derek, and myself. Mike, how's everyone doing? Hello, hello. Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Well, we have new World Series champions in the world of baseball, and it's the Houston Astros. So, congrats to the Astros, which is kind of fitting. Well, okay. Besides them having the hurricane disaster, um, they're a space themed team, name wise, and we're a sci fi themed show. Okay. Yeah. Bad cor- bad correlation. But yeah. well, hey, I was just happy that the Yankees weren't in there. This is true. But then again, I I was explaining this to someone before that it's weird. Yankees are the team that if you if you're from New York, you have, you love them. Everybody else in the entire rest of the world hates the Yankees. It's like who who your who your two who, who's your favorite team? Whoever your favorite team is, and the team playing the Yankees. Exactly. Well, during Game 7 of the World Series on Wednesday, um, there was a new TV spot for The Last Jedi. This came out of of, nowhere. There's a lot of new footage in it. Yeah. Yep. This came out of nowhere. Uh, So let's break down the trailer. Um, It starts off right at the beginning. The Falcon sitting right there on Octu. Uh, but but we knew it was we we knew it was sitting there because we we see the ship there at the end of Force Awakens when Ray's making the journey up to uh, up to see Luke. Um, then we had then the next then it comes to a shot of Luke approaching the cockpit of the Falcon. And yeah, then, that was cool. Yeah. Then boom. This was my favorite shot of the trailer. There's Luke standing in the Falcon with the hood up, but the Falcon's dark for the moment. He touches nothing, and the whole ship or the whole cockpit lights up. No, it looked. I thought it looked like he actually reached over and flipped the switch. Uh, yeah, I, I thought so too. I'm replaying. Go back and hit play on this. It's only a, a forty-five yeah, minute yeah, spot. So yeah, a forty-five second spot. A forty-five minute spot. That's half the movie. Yeah, yeah. I guess he does hit hit a switch. Uh, he hits some switches. Yeah, but yeah. still turns it on. <laughs> I mean that that was that was cool. Uh, next, we have Kylo Ren holding his cross guard lightsaber. And then Snoke makes an appearance in his throne room with Hux and, oh, yeah. uh, and the Praetorian guards. And is it ma- me or does this almost look like with the break in there? But this uh, this shot actually was underwhelming for me, Snoke's throne room. Because tell me it doesn't look like it's just a blue screen that they projected red instead. And it's like a placeholder waiting for them to put in the scene. When, when I saw this scene, the first thing I thought of was Frankenfurter from Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe that's who Snoke is. And it makes me, for some reason, it makes me think of the Wizard of Oz. But yeah, I almost the other the other imagery I had was pink from the wall when he's in his full mm. brainwash military regalia stage. It almost had that feel as well. But of course, you know, we hear him say darkness rises and light to meet it. Or we hear someone say that. Then there's a shot of Finn's face as he battles Phasma. And of course, he's using that new laser axe, which you can get for 30 bucks at at the Disney parks. Nice. Um, And then the Falcon makes its first official appearance on Crate. How cool was that? Well, that answers one of the questions, because one of the speculations we've heard for a while is possibly that that Battle of Crate starts off the movie, kind of like the Battle of Hoth starts off Empire. But if the Falcon's in that battle, that means it's after Ray's left Octu. two. Yes. All right. Yes. Um, so, it, well, possibly, because it, it says it looks like Chewie and his Porg pal shoots down some First Order TIE fighters, and Finn appreciates it. So was he in the cockpit or was he on one of the gunner stations? I couldn't. No, Finn is flying one of those. Um, no, chewing the uh, pork. Speeders, the crate speeder. Oh, chewing the pork. No, that they showed them a little a little bit ago in the cockpit of the Falcon, because that's the one with the pork sitting on the dashboard. Right. Yeah. And that's where they're saying <clears throat> that's where where they're shooting down the um, the Tie Fighters. Ray's not with them. Well, no, not from that angle. At least not but I've also heard, I guess, in some, one of the pictures somewhere, it looks like we may have Poe Dameron flying the Falcon at some point in this. So they may not be showing it here because that's what's actually going to be happening. Right. Uh, then we cut to a shot of Leia uh, as she's commanding the Resistance forces during battle. And then finally, Ray ignites the familiar family lightsaber of the Skywalker clan in the rain. And she looks like she's ready to use it on someone. Who might it be? And then, well, in the picture here, they don't show it, but the, in the trailer, they actually showed the other side of that picture. Yeah. She has they? Luke powering on oh, the ground below. Her. Yeah. But is that actually the other side of the picture or was that a misdirection? I don't know. I'm watching, I'm watching that section again real quick. See the, the main trailer had a lot of misdirection in it. The one from the Broncos yeah. game. At least we think it did. Yeah. But what um, if the misdirection was that it didn't have any misdirection? <laughs> right. Well, I did see another. I think we talked about it briefly off air on Weeby Geeks. We There was a slightly longer version of this trailer. And it shows a more continuous shot of Ray asking for help to be trained or mm. guidance. And it's right, continuous yeah. to Kylo outreaching his hand. So makes you wonder at this point. There, There is misdirection, but just how much has yeah. there been? It's, it, it's, it's something else. And pulling from Ars Technica as well, um, they, they conclude, too, that um, there, there's so much interest around this film that Lucasfilm has been able to demand nearly an unprecedented 65% cut of the theater ticket sales. Wow. Lucas is also demanding that theaters show the film in their largest screen for at least four weeks after release and is imposing draconian restrictions and penalties to prevent early leaks. Uh, and from what I'm hearing, there are some theaters going, eh, yeah, no. Yeah. 
But what else is coming out around the holidays that's going to actually be competing? Yeah, the the only one that um, I think that would probably it deserves a spot on the big screen, but it doesn't ha- necessarily have one is the week after um, Jumanji comes out. And that looks like it's oh, going to yeah. be a fun movie, but it really is not going to take Star yeah. Wars place anyway. No. Yeah. Is that it for the tr- for what's coming out around Christmas? Um, we got a couple before Star Wars. Uh, that one's right after Star Wars, and we also have um, the only other thing that's coming out right after Christmas on the um, end of the year is The Greatest Show on Earth, the musical with Hugh Jackman. Oh, yeah. Other than that, there's nothing that, that everybody else has learned. You don't yeah. put out yeah. something right after a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's other movies coming out, but nothing that's um, huge box office. Yeah. Then why do you think um, Marvel and DC are dropping their stuff in November? Mm. This is true. I think Guillermo del Toro's new movie comes out in the first week of December, right before Star Wars. Uh, which that, one would um, that be? That water one, the, the 50s one about the um, water I creature. Yeah, I forget, I was it was Shape of Water or something like that? Yeah, something like that. Shape it, of Water, the yeah. Trailer, yeah, Shape of Water. The trailer makes me think of Bioshock. <laughs> it feels like it was shot on, um, what was the name of the city on Bioshock? Um, oh, it starts with an R. Uh oh. Oh. There oh. here <laughs> I know, but I'm also I also have a no, really bad, um, bad memory. See <laughs> see after Star Wars comes out the fifteenth, also is Ferdinand, which is animated with John Cena and Kate yeah. McKinnon. And I'm sorry, Cena's not going to be enough of a draw to take top spot from Star Wars. No, that's a um, kids' movie. The, that's one that um, the kids are going to go see if they if yeah. they already saw Star Wars. And then there's Gotti. That's yeah, that's an art house flick. So, uh, and then on the twentieth is twentieth is Jumanji. The twenty second, you got Pitch Perfect three, Father Figures, Downsizing, All the Money in the World. And then on the twenty fifth, Christmas Day, you got The Greatest Showman, Molly's Game, Phantom Thread. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, they're ba- everybody's to, planning on Star Wars t- ruling for a couple of weeks at least. Yeah, to to say Star oh, yeah. Wars on the on the on your largest screen for at least four weeks, uh, I don't see where that's not going to be a problem, especially with the crowds during the holidays. Oh, yeah. I mean, personal opinion. So, um, so yeah. Besides, who wants to want to see Porgs on the largest screen? It's what's for dinner. <laughs> it's the other white meat. That's right. The uh, other, other, I other mean, white meat. I'm going to be more of a dessert. I bet Depending them porgs are pretty sweet. What, what, yeah. what, what do you serve with pork? Cornish game hen. <laughs> I was going to say blue milk. <laughs> so That's actually funny because blue milk, I've, I'm, at the, I'm in the process of listening through um, from a certain point of view, and blue milk gets a lot of talk in that mo- in that book. Really? Well, it's a bunch of short stories from um, other people. Um, it's basically Star Wars A New Hope um, told in 40 separate short stories from characters that, were, that are not main characters in the book. So it's people that... Right. We happen to be in the scene with them. Like, there's a couple different stories of a, two or three of the Bith musicians in the cantina have are telling a story each. Um, there's a Jawa story. There's a Tuscan story. I love that that idea. I love that concept. Yeah. yeah. How's the book? Is it good? Oh, it's awesome so far. I've, I'm in the middle of the cantina right now, so I've not made it that far into the book. I, I, I'm like, I was that? It's like the 14 hour, 15 hour book. I'm like three hours in. Wow. Is it that? Is that a? Is that like um like a young? No, Toy Jungs, or it's it's actually this more. is it feels more the feel of it feels like you remember like Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina, Tales, the Bounty yes. Hunters, Tales, those ones, the short yep, story books. Yep, That's yep. what this feels like. Yep. Oh, cool. 
Yeah. That's what they were going for. This is the uh, basically it's to celebrate the 40th anniversary of a new hope. It's it's a young it's a young adult but also adult book at the same time. It kind of crossed. Right. Well, there's some stuff in here that are really not for young ages. adults either. So yeah. as much as Star Wars goes that way, well, but it's not like a young children's book. No, no, I wouldn't let it's Zoe. I wouldn't let Zoe well. read it yet. Right. Say yet. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's get right into. We had two more episodes of Rebels. Have y'all noticed Rebels is not dropping or actually not appearing on TV until nine o'clock at night now on Mondays? Yep. Instead no, of twelve thirty, watch it live anyway. Ah, well, that's a problem. They even uh, I noticed they even said it in the um, you know coming next week next you know next Monday at nine o'clock at the end of the episode. I'm like, oh, yeah. So it yeah, definitely they, is. Yeah. yeah so, I think they were just doing that for that first week so they, they could actually get the extra boost to make sure yeah, everybody knew it was back. But the story that we read implied that that was the way it was going to be every week. Yeah. They must have got their facts wrong. Either that or they just realized with the fan outcry, we're only going to do it for one week because it's already scheduled. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Because there was a lot of people that were upset. If you didn't do this, I'm going to go watch Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. Or Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy instead. Go ahead. That's your right at 1230. <laughs> so, um, Ken, why don't you bring us up to speed with a Rebels recap? Yes, well, we actually got um, episodes, what, four and five? Yeah, five and six. Mm-hmm. Or, no, wait, five, yeah, and, five six and six yeah. of Rebels for this season. Uh, and it was the occupation and in Flight of the Defender. Um, they obviously both went together like the rest of the stories have been. The first one, the occupation, we get the crew of the um, ghosts coming back to Yavin base. And um, the whole time heading in, uh, Ezra is sitting there saying or complaining about why can't we go back to Lothal? Lothal needs help. We promised we would help them. And uh, they're trying to point out to him that um, Lothal is not the only planet that we're trying to save here. Right. We have. We'll make it to Lothal. Let's just go take a minute. Uh, sure enough, as soon as they get back inside, uh, Mon Mothma has a new mission for them. They get to go back to Lothal. <laughs> well, first, but because um, I forget his name, Clancy Brown's character had actually called in and said, let them know that hey, there's a something going on here. The Tie Defender is a lot stronger than it, we knew it was. Right. But but we forgot one thing though. Uh, prior to that, one we see Hera return to the to Yavin Four with three Y wings that are like no 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 that was last week no that was oh that was, that was no last Phantom week. Squadron crashing was last week that's right yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> don't worry this is as far as I know uh, it looks like for a while this is going to be the last um, we see of Yavin Base yeah because um, if you I, actually watched Rebels Recon on um, StarWars.com they were talking about how the way they made it sound was they're on Lothal for good now. I just watched those episodes. I saw them last before last week, but Zoe's catching up, and she we watched ah. those the other night. So, oh darn! You had to sit and read, watch them again. Oh, you poor that, poor that, soul. That didn't bother me she, one oh, bit. No. That didn't bother me <laughs> one bit. So don't don't even think that that's torture. Well, we get back, we um, head to Lothal, and um, first thing we notice is. Last season, we ended off, those, Thrawn had, what, one t- one Star Destroyer, maybe a couple of cruisers, and that was basically his whole blockade of Lothal. Yeah. The place is surrounded by Star Destroyers now. The, it looks like the bulk of the sector fleet is here, protecting this planet, and it looks like half the planet is on fire. Mm-hmm. So something has changed since the our rebels last left the, their home. 
Uh, we get down onto Lothal, they, and they have to find um, the Rebel Cell to find out uh, what's going on with the TIE Defender. And um, this was awesome because they go into this bar, which is the bar they've gone multiple times, and that's where they get their information in the capital city. Um, and I, do you guys remember the name of the guy that ran it? It was Old Something. Old, old Joe. Joe. Old Joe. Yeah, it was yeah. Old Joe's bar. <clears throat> well, they go in, and all of a sudden, it's an Imperial bar. It's all officers and stormtroopers. And the best part is they're playing a cantina version of the Imperial March on the Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I I almost want to get, I I want that musical cue. I will try and get it. But um they find wait, this isn't what we wanted. So they're looking around um and it's Sabine and Ezra looking for this uh for old Joe and uh, so they're like, "Oh, well, we got to get out of here because this is not our place." They find um there's actually the bar is being run by an Imperial Ace pilot, a Baron something. And it figures I I did, should have wrote down all these names and things. But um, as they're leaving the bar, the stormtroopers try to stop them because they haven't paid their bar tab. And this kid that's hiding in the shadows off the edge of the bar interrupts them, pays for the bar tab, and takes them outside. And here, this is the kid that Ezra was working with back when he was in the academy on Lothal that escaped the same time Ezra did. Yeah. They were both in, I believe, wasn't it stormtrooper training? Uh, I believe. Back in season two or three. Yeah. Or one or two, something like that. Seems like ages ago yeah it seems forever ago but um <laughs> he tries to get them out they ended up getting surrounded by um or uh, as they're coming out uh <clears throat> hera and kanan steal a land speeder and to pick them up and all of a sudden everybody's surrounded by stormtroopers so the speeder can't get out of there so they get back into the bar break into the sewers and you get a sewer chase for a cover for a little bit and they're um rescued from the sewer by i gotta look up his name it's driving me nuts just a second here i believe it's in the uh trivia panels ah that figures but we here we, i said the trivia panels didn't have anything but we we do have someone's opinion in regards to the uh the sewer chase okay that smells stink away <laughs> yes but the interesting thing was on the um in the wait there we go go back that's what i was looking for uh Okay. Um, in the sewer, we see it's kind of spray painted everywhere. Sabine's little rebel logo, the Firebird. Yeah. It seems that a uh, writer, um, writer Azadi, that's who's the um, guy on Lothal. But looks like the rebels on Lothal have adopted her logo as their logo. So as they're, they're following their way through the sewer, following these um, Firebirds, and it shows where the manhole is that where Ryder's going to pick them up at, and he picks them up, takes them out. Um, and that's basically the end of the first episode, if I remember right, isn't it? I believe so. Yeah. So um, nothing super great. There was some cool stuff in there, but um, that episode really was all about just landing and fighting, finding the rebels, the rebel cell. The right. second episode had some really cool stuff in it because that's the one where they actually find the um, find the base that's making the TIE Defenders and um, get their way uh, or find out what the TIE Defenders do in the new one, the elite TIE Defender. And also, they get to meet the Loth Wolves. Yes. Which I have a question about that because I had to go back and watch with the um, subtitles to find out exactly what the wolf said to Ezra. Which was? Because the wolf does speak one word. Well, yeah, I'm, we'll get to I that can... in a minute. Um, so they find out from Ryder that uh, the Empire's working on this elite TIE Defender. Uh, so Ezra, uh, Sabine, 
Ryder and Zeb go to basically recon these, and their their job is to recon them, take pictures, get information, and come back. Well, of course, Sabine and Ezra can't do that. They have to do more. So they say, hey, well, if we pick up information, the black box from the prototype would be a whole lot better. Yeah. They go off to do that. And the cool thing is the whole time they're here, they got these loft cats just hanging out and standing on them and stuff. So, um, but they uh, almost get caught because Thrawn shows up the same time they're trying to steal the black box. So in order for them to steal the black box, they decide to just steal the whole TIE Defender. I mean, why, why steal just the black box? <laughs> yeah. They, uh, I, yeah, I was thinking that. I'm like... <laughs> Uh, also, the cool thing is, um, there are um, Ryder is uh, Ryder has a U wing that he's using on planet, uh, and he's who is texting me at this time of night? That's weird. <laughs> it's oh, not us. My calendar says Akron Comic Con is starts in a couple of hours. <laughs> nice plug. But, um, yes. Well, um, Ryder uh, has a U wing that he's using to get them around, and they need to get back off planet because they didn't bring the ghost because the ghost is too recognizable. Right. So the problem with his U-Wing is it's got a burned out hyperdrive. Luckily, the tie, the lead TIE defender has a hyperdrive built in. Yep. So the Empire has a kill switch for the TIE defender. It crashes the TIE defender. They crash the TIE defender, but they're able to get the hyperdrive out and drag it across the um, landscape of Lothal and hide it before the Empire finds the ship. But right. while, while Sabine and Ezra are out in the middle of the um, wilderness here, they come upon by these creatures of myth in Lothal called Loth Wolves. No one's seen any of these things for over 100 years. And when it finally does walk up on them, it kind of whispers to Sabine as she passes out. Almost like it told her to go to sleep. I think it did, actually. I think it said sleep. Did it say sleep? I okay. think so. I'm not 100% sure, but I believe so. The important one was um, it does walk up to Ezra, and Ezra's trying to figure out, okay, what are you doing? Why are you trying to tell me things? And and it whispered really low and deep. It says Doom. D-U-M-E. D-U-M-E, huh? You guys? Huh. I know what it said to me immediately. D-U-M-E? D-U-M-E. Huh. Isn't that Kanan's actual name, Caleb Dune? Uh, let me look it up. Wasn't that his name as a Jedi? I believe that was um, his I thought, name. I think it is. Caleb so Doom. Yeah, he was born Caleb Caleb Doom. D-U-M-E. Interesting. Phony, and the way they write these, that was not just a throwaway thing. I'm sure. It's not something to do with Kanan here in the in the soon-to-be future. Right. So it, um, from there, we get to, um, they are rescued, they get the hyperdrive, and they basically um, are able to get away. But we're going to have some actual highlights, specific highlights from the episode from Derek here in just a second, too. So, Yes, yeah, we are. That's what caught me by interesting was, wait a minute, that's Kanan's name. Why is the Lothwolf spe- telling him the calling um, him Kanan's last name. That's very interesting. I did not realize that. Well, there's been a lot of speculation that the the lone wolf is Ahsoka. I don't think so. I don't think so either. Because Ashley Eckstein has been, I heard an interview with her recently, and she's being coy about whether she's, because Filoni's already said straight up, and we talked about it, I believe, last week, that um, we will get an end to Ahsoka's story or a continuation or something this season. Right. And Ashley is not saying either way whether or not she's actually back on the series again, which Ashley doesn't really keep secrets well. No. (laughs) So it's like her not saying anything is as much 
much as her saying something. <laughs> I'm assuming we're going to see Ahsoka herself in some form, or at least the voice of Ahsoka in this uh, sometime in the next couple episodes, obviously, because there's not that many episodes this season, especially right. going to a week. Well, it, we're almost through the season already. This is the last. No, this coming week is the last week of two. And then the weekend, the week after that will just be a episode. Yeah, we've got go two more weeks break. until the season. Mm, officially. Yep. Already, well, that went quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're going two, two weeks or two episodes a week. It... Yeah. Yep. So, so Derek, have in the way of yes. the highlights. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got caught in the throat for a second. <clears throat> well, you you kind of were both about to talk at the same time, so. <laughs> all right. So, highlights, you must. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, highlights. We'll cover the first episode first. Occupa- the occupation. Excuse me. Uh, number one, return to Lothal. We know that force vision and dreams can be hard to translate, especially when emotion is involved. But Ezra's dream starts with a wolf howl, which makes it more interesting. He senses trouble, and Lothal is definitely in trouble. He's then sent to Lothal by Mon, Month- Mon Mothma. The force works in mysterious say? ways. And all right, Mon Mothma. The force works in mysterious ways. Number two, the Empire's terrifying impact. We thought things were bad before, but Occupy Lothal is nothing like the planet we left. Gravity locks on landing, propaganda broadcasts, old Joe being executed, which I didn't realize his name was spelled J-H-O. That's cool. Yeah. It's a completely different place, and Ezra's lucky to run into Jai Kel when both he and Sabine need a friend at a dangerous time. That was that whole scene where they were walking through the city was really cool with like the Imperial broadcast and everything. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Number three. Uh, I can't believe I have to say this. Canera. Finally. <laughs> The relationship between Kanan and Hera has always been sort of, shall we say, nebulous when it comes to a romantic connection. But this episode made a few things quite clear. I do like they did. Did you notice the callback to Empire Strikes Back? The two of them are in the um, alleyway. Oh, yes. Get ready to kiss and get interrupted. Yep. Who was it, Zeb or Chopper? One of them that came over the radio. I think Zeb came across the radio right at the last second. Yeah. Number four, that sewer escape. That was awesome. Things on Lothal have definitely gotten tighter when you can't just steal a speeder like the old days. (laughs) Cornered, (laughs) Cornered by the Empire, the crew escapes into the sewers, and that's just the beginning. Stormtroopers, probe droids galore, following the Phoenix, and all of it leading to the standoff with our heroes facing off against the bad guys. Luckily, it's Ryder to the rescue. (laughs) And number five, when Sabine reminds Ezra of who they are. Ezra's anger and frustration lead to him feeling that Saw was right about Lothal being lost. But Sabine reminds him that as long as they have each other, they have hope, and he's back on track. This is how a rebellion starts. Just like they started on Lothal before, they can do it again. This team can do anything. Okay. Now, one other one other thing that was a highlight for me that wasn't mentioned here was um, the sounds and music in this episode. As uh, as you mentioned before, Ken, uh, like when they entered the bar and they were playing the Imperial March, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, just hearing the sounds of the probe droids, uh, yeah. just kind of it gave me like gave me a little tingly feeling. 
and uh, just simple things like like the the Imperial broadcast, the way it sounded, and just little little things they did with the sound and the music really really uh, really added some extra to the episode. I think. Is it me or did it seem like those um, pro droids? Some of them seemed a little small. Right? Did, just yes. Perspective we were seeing. I think they might have been small, smaller was, versions. I think it was a little bit of going, both. Yeah, because they were going into the sewers. So yeah. Well, also, um, really, it, on Empire, we have nothing that tells us the size of the probe droid we see there. It could only be about three inches tall. That's true. Yeah. There's nothing around. There's no people standing around it to, for actual right. scale. It just right. looks big, but maybe it's not really that big. Or maybe those were the urban versions <laughs> for the <Yeah>. city. <laughs> All right, so, painted blue and gray. Uh, <laughs> I'm a urban probot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is why you switch board usually. Yeah. All right, so shall we move on then? <laughs> Peace. So the next episode was called Flight of the Defender, which I like that title for many reasons. Mm-hmm. So, and highlight number. They did not take any of the references that, to, for that either. There was no flight of the navigator references that I could find in this whole tra- in this whole episode. Right? Yeah, I didn't see any. Or flight of the condor. Yeah, <laughs> never saw that one. So, highlight number one: loaf cats. Sometimes you just have to go ahead and appreciate the cuteness factor. Watching everyone try and do recon while being covered in loaf kitties is too much fun. Especially the extra affection Zeb gets. The cats also remind us how bad stormtroopers are. Who shoots at loath cats? And prove an awesome distraction when needed. And I'll say it right now. I want to see a cage match between the Porgs and the loath cats. <laughs> <laughs> that could be fun. <laughs> I think it would be. <laughs> uh, number two. Sabine and Ezra make a great team. Yes, they do. Sabine and Ezra's banter has taken on a great rhythm, and listening to them bicker is quite enjoyable. Their dynamic allows them to challenge each other, but they still offer support. Each of them has a role in stealing the TIE Defender Elite. Ezra fights while Sabine shoots everything, so it's fun and exciting to watch. That was very fun and exciting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like this one. Number three, Thrawn will stare your TIE Defender down. Just in case you'd forgotten how cool Grand Admiral Thrawn really is, this episode is more than happy to remind you. Not only does he stand his ground as his new ship is firing on him, but he coolly asks Volt Scaris if the escape was part of the demonstration. Flight of the Defender is also a reminder of Thrawn's complete dedication to his mission. He's willing to sacrifice his pilots for a better look at the TIE Defender prototype in action. P.S. The sound of that ship is amazing. Yeah, it is. Again, sounds were awesome. Yes. This is another one that they did not take the obvious reference to another movie. Because the whole time that TIE Defender is bearing down on Thrawn, I was thinking um, the Joker from the, the 89 Batman. Oh, the Batman yeah. Down on him. Yeah. I thought for sure Thrawn was going to pull out the gun, just fire once and shoot down the Defender. <laughs> that would have been awesome. But it was cool seeing him just stand there shooting at it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that was freaking cool. Number four, Ezra's piloting skills. Ezra's flying has definitely gotten better, and you can tell he's learned some of Hera's tricks. Even Thrawn notices. The fact that Sabine and Ezra managed to get away with the ship, gain valuable information, and snag a hyperdrive shows how much they've both come into their own. 
Yeah, that was that was awesome. It was cool seeing how how they were watching like Thrawn and and everybody was watching them. And he was saying, you know, the the pilot was like, "Oh, that must be Hera." And he's like, "No, that's not Hera." And he's like, like yeah. he, he he knows he recognizes them from exactly what they're doing. Well, he is Grand Admiral Thrawn. Yes, and so he knows his he enemy. Yeah. But it was cool. It was that. But it was cool to see him actually um, do that. You know. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like a nice little reminder of that of who Grand Admiral Thrawn really is and why he's so dangerous number five the Loth Wolf finally it seems the White Loth Cat and the Loth Wolf are connected both to each other and to Ezra but why did the wolf help and what did he say Kanan says that all paths are coming together now but what does that mean and how are the Lothal creatures connected is it the force overall or is it to Ezra's destiny in particular? I can't wait to find out. Now, something something occurred to me during this episode. Um, I was thinking it, it kind of made me think back to earlier seasons when um, when Ezra was first starting to learn the force and everything. And he kind of had like an affinity with animals and creatures. Do you remember right. that? Yeah. And how it, it almost seems to have been forgotten in a way. Um, but maybe they're kind of going back to that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I was I was wondering that too when I saw this whole thing. I was thinking maybe that's what the um, the reason the Loth Wolf came to him. Well, one is affinity for the Force, but also right. just how much that I was thinking that may be why all the Loth cats were hanging out on top of them when they were doing recon. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. Yeah. Well, I one of the things I loved is remember when um, Sabine does her flyby. Mm-hmm. Did you, mm-hmm. did you catch that Dave Filoni and Steve Blum as Lothcat chew toys were getting blown over? Oh, is that who did the voice of those? No, there's actual, it looks like chew cat, uh, Loth, uh, like chew toys for the Lothcats. I missed that. No, I didn't see it. And it's Filoni and Blum done up as cat, uh, as the cat toys. <laughs> That's awesome. So, well, I guess to move on. Kathleen Kennedy uh, spoke out on the Star Wars show this week, and for the most part, uh, let me find the right... I mean, she sat down with Andy Gutierrez on the Star Wars show to get the scoop on what Lucasfilm's president has been up to lately, and the quote from her is, we're sitting down right now, we're talking about the next 10 years of Star Wars stories, we're looking at the narrative, narratively where that might go. Future stories beyond episode nine with these new characters, Ray, Poe, Finn, and BB-8. But we're also looking at working with people that are interested in coming into the Star Wars world and taking us to places that we haven't been yet. That's exciting, too, because it's a vast galaxy far, far away, and so the possibilities are endless. Now, the thing that caught a lot of people's attention, there was no mention of Kylo Ren. So either his name slipped her mind for whatever reason, or it could be an indicator that Kylo won't be around for the, for the long haul. Mm, curious. Yeah. Well, as we were talking about before the show today, um, really, if you think about it, um, other than the Emperor, Vader's the longest running villain we've had in Star Wars. Yep. And uh, he's only been in three saga films and a brief mention in um, Revenge of the Sith. Rogue One, you could throw him in there as a fourth, but really, that wasn't one of the main saga films. Right. So, right, the, yeah. I mean, the Emperor was in was um, on the scene for six films. Right. But he was behind the scenes. He wasn't your active villain. 
villain. Right. Right. Yeah. He wasn't the um, antagonist. So Kylo Ren in three films, he's had, or by the time he gets done with three films, they may be done with his story arc. It's time to move on to someone else. This is true, too. Or what's the chance that he may not be Kylo Ren anymore? We may be back to Ben Skywalker. Oh, Ben Solo. Right. Or Ben Solo, yeah, sorry. Ben Solo, yeah. <laughs> ben Skywalker is a different character. Yes. A legendary right. character. Yes. <laughs> so, but, um, what's the chances we may get Ben Solo back? Uh, it's a possibility. Maybe yeah. him, have him take his um, uncle's role? Yeah, true. Well, mm. she also mentions, too, that... Um, not only does this film feature porgs, but they will also feature baby porgs. <laughs> well, we you have, guys scramble something up breakfast. Can we have an ooh? ooh. <laughs> can we have an ah? Uh, popping fresh dough. I mean, popping fresh pork. <laughs> baby porgs. That like is. I said, porg, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> So I still say it's dessert. <laughs> <laughs> um, also worth noting too was Kennedy's words aligned with those of Disney CEO Bob Iger, who promised 15 more years of Star Wars earlier this year. 10, 15, yeah, what, whatever. The point is, we're getting a lot more Star Wars for the foreseeable future, and not just more anthology stories. Kennedy's words seem to confirm that we can look forward to an episode 10 and beyond at some point. After all, where else will we see the ongoing adventures of these new characters from the from the sequel trilogy? So would that be the sequel sequel trilogy? Sequel sequel sequel. Or the post sequel trilogy? And then will the next trilogy after that be the, the post-sequel sequel trilogy? And then after that, the post-post-sequel sequel trilogy? Maybe something like the continuing adventures of the Star Wars <laughs> sequels. <laughs> and then Light. it will be the post-sequel, prequel, threequel trilogy. It's the ongoing missions of the starship Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. To go boldly where no movie franchise has gone before. All right, hey. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need to adjust the levels on your in your volume mixer for the. I suppose so. Yeah, if you just right click that speaker icon, hit volume, and go to the volume mixer, and just bring that up. And while Derek's doing that, let's move on to uh, some Ron Howard news. That'd be you, Ken. Oh yeah. Well, we all know that Ron Howard actually reshot a lot of the film for um, for Solo. Well, we every we've been wondering how much did he actually reshoot. Well, it right. looks like according to Star Wars Newsnet and the Resistance broadcast, he reportedly shot almost all of it. According to their estimate, the um, Howard shot reshot about eighty percent of the movie, which is why the budget actually would jumped by almost double. It wasn't just to pay his salary. Mm-mm. Right now, um, it's kind of surprising the um the we got this um we got this off of geek tyrant and they were saying one of the surprising things was if you remember back ron howard said when he first took over that there was a lot of footage that was very usable and it um they were planning on using as much of it as they could well it looks like there may not have been as much as they thought there was i'm thinking he sat down and watched through everything they had and then decided wait a minute we we have a lot of really good footage here we don't have a movie here yeah yeah, because there's a lot of stuff that you can do that's phenomenal and looks awesome and it plays really well, but maybe doesn't play with everything else. You get a lot of parts. You don't have a whole movie. So True. I don't know. It looks like he actually, according to this, he actually filmed about 80 percent of the film reshot, which is amazing. If you think the amount of time it took him to actually do it, what, right. he did it in about two months. That's phenomenal for a movie. 
Yeah, no kidding. Well, it might Especially be a difference, too, size. when you actually have a real director. Yeah. A, well, real director, and they have a really hard date to hit. Right. So, yeah, as of right now, Solo is still set to be released May 25th, 2018. Which I don't under. I almost think they might. They may as well move that back to December, um, and they may do that after they because they're in editing right now and doing post production. Right. They may still have to bump that back depending on what it looks like once they start putting this together, which they are in the process of doing now. Right. So we don't know. I mean, they may have hit this date. If not, I don't think it would hurt anything to move it to December 2018, depending on what other movies the Disney and Marvel have coming out in that time. I don't remember what's coming out next year. I don't remember either. Because right. then just make make December Star Wars month and just leave it there from here on. Yeah. Yeah, really. Yeah, that way. I mean, I, that way, Marvel dominates. Could, you know, Marvel and DC could dominate. You know, comic book movies could dominate the summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. Oh yeah, that would be. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. I. You got to give them props for trying to bring it back to May, which is the traditional um, home of Star Wars movies. Right. Because everything before uh, Episode Seven was released in May. I mean, all the way back to the originals, all the way through the prequels, all of it. Yeah. Um, well, no. When was Clone Wars put out? Was that May also? Prequels were May as well. No, no, yeah, no, no, no. I'm thinking of the Clone Wars movie, but that was September. No. But that was because it was put out two months before the um, series no. premiered. Clone Wars was it was September, either late August or early September. It was late August. I want to say it was late August. But still, it was basically just put out right before the series premiered. So that's the only other one that hadn't wasn't in um, May. So gotta give them props for trying to go back to May. But at this point, they have proven track record that December is a good month for them. Um, you get the great uh, week between Christmas and New Year's for everybody to go out and watch it again. Right. And people don't have a whole lot of stuff to do between New Year's and Christmas because a lot of people are off of work already. Take the kids, go out, watch Star Wars five or six times. August fifteenth, a day twenty eight, uh, two thousand eight. Was when it came out. Okay, but you know, I didn't mind that Clone Wars the movie came out in August because it wasn't the live action, so I wasn't that as concerned. Yeah, yeah. and it and it tied right into the release of the of the series yeah. too. So and see, yeah. and the and the movie was such a, a last minute thing. It's like, oh, let's start on the big screen because mm-hmm. basically the movie yeah, was was the first is the first two episodes. And it, yeah, right. it was basically and an early version of what we see now with the IMAX, um, really special edition IMAX stuff, where you get like, a, or what they do with, um, not Fandango, but um, Fathom Events and things like that, where yeah. you get one or two day release of something. That's basically what that felt like. It was just a special event thing, a couple of weeks, and that was it. See, for for me, it was one of those, I felt it should have, they should have never brought it to the theater. It should have just stayed on TV because it didn't, to me, it didn't read right on the big screen. Right. I didn't even watch it in the theater believe it or not oh i was there for the whatever the earliest showing was of it but i got a problem that's just me (laughs) i didn't at the time i didn't feel like i don't know it it was like it didn't to me it didn't seem like it should have been in the theater i guess yeah that was my thought like it it didn't feel right like it didn't feel like i need you know what i mean yeah i don't know (laughs) i don't know what i'm trying to say exactly but i think i think you know you feel the same way so i feel the same way as you so there you go (laughs) so um let's touch on some collectibles which we don't get to do most times i mean we've done some but yeah um and of course, you can always get collectibles from our affiliate over at superherostuff.com or Ripped Apparel. But you can link to uh, nice. you can link to them through the website at wookieradio.net. And some of the cool collectibles you can get from there are 
Oh, stuff from BioWorld merch, you know, like the AT-AT driver backpack or the Hoth Han Solo backpacks or that whole collection, which debuted at Comic-Con. I still want the AT-AT driver backpack. <laughs> uh, some way, somehow, I will get it. But uh, other stuff you could get there, but is, oh, Funko Pops. But I think what Derek's going to talk about, you can't get at at uh, superhero stuff. You have to get it somewhere else. No, indeed. Uh, there are some exclusive Funko Pops coming to Walmart. Um, it's weird that they do, but they seem to do quite a bit, quite a few exclusives at Walmart. Oh yeah, doesn't seem seems odd, but uh, that's where I got the uh, the Rebel. Oh, I can't remember what it's called. The Rebel version or. The resistance version of the BB type. Yeah, droid. I have that one sitting right here uh, in front of me. I just opened it up tonight. Do you, does it? Do is you it, have the box? Do you? Do you remember yeah. what it's called? It's the resistance BB unit. Yeah, that's all it says. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, it, it does have a, it does have a name. I don't remember what the name of it is. Yeah. He so, actually looks really cool sitting beside my BB-8 pop that I have. Yeah, I have that. I have the, both of those two, and the the BB-9E. See, I don't have that one yet. <laughs> um. So, of course, there's some more cool exclusives coming to Walmart, and I can't wait to pick these up at my local Walmart. And they are going, they are called Star Wars Movie Moments. Uh, and what they are is these cool little kind of dioramas with, uh, and each one comes with two Funko Pop figures in the, and playing out a scene. And these are directly from A New Hope, uh, otherwise known as Star Wars to some. Proper and, uh, name of it. <laughs> <laughs> so you can, we have this came from directly from Funko's website, and they have some pictures of them. And the first one is the trash compactor escape with Luke and Leia, and it has Luke holding a blaster and has Leia holding that pipe or whatever it was. <laughs> Well, it's and, got the Dianoga in there, too. If you look, it's wrapped around yeah. Luke. I was just going to say that. Thank you. <laughs> Gosh, why did you jump ahead? Hey, Come man. On. I'm excited. It looks <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, there's a cute little Dianaga eye and tentacle popping up out of the trash, and it looks really cool. The next one is the R2-D2 and C-3PO escape pod landing, and that has R2-D2 and C-3PO on a Tatooine desert um, uh, diorama with yeah. the escape pod. This one's cool. I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big R2 fan. I, I might consider this one. Yeah. Uh, the next one I definitely yes. want. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. This is the big winner. I think out of these and it is called Cantina face off and it's Han Solo and Greedo from the Cantina scene where Han shoots Greedo. That's all I'm going to say. I, I don't think. I guess Greedo did have his gun pulled. Yeah, he yeah. Did. yeah, yeah. Or he was. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. And I love it because it's got the. It's got. They're both sitting down. Greedo's got his gun, his blaster pointed at Han. Han's sitting there with his leg up on the table and his blaster pointed at Greedo, kind of under the table, and it <laughs> it looks awesome. I yeah. want yeah. that one so bad. That one's awesome. And then finally, they have Death Star duel with uh, Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi fighting their lightsaber duel from the end of the movie, or not the end of the movie, but the end of their Death Star the, atta- the uh, infiltration. Almost two thirds of the way through the film, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, we actually have this really shirt. Cool they actually had the Funko put this out as one of their pop shirts with oh, really? this, with this Vader and um, Obi Wan fighting in a duel. Oh, nice. 
Well, who, now they have won? actual Funkos. Who won that one? Which one? The Funko one? Yeah. The same one. Uh, Vader technically, well, actually, <laughs> depends on no. your point of view. You know who won? The fans. That's who. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, speaking of the, with the, uh, thinking about that Obi-Wan, there's actually a story in that, from a certain point of view, told from Qui-Gon's perspective. Oh, really? And Qui-Gon talking to um, Ben on the, at, when they're at the sand crawler, while Luke is going back to see Owen and Brew, it has Qui-Gon talking to Obi-Wan. Oh, really? That's awesome. So that kind of fills in what was um, Ben doing while they were standing there waiting for Luke to come back. Oh, that's cool. Sweet. Uh, I definitely got to check that book out. So that's the uh, the first wave of these Star Wars movie moments coming out. And I'm sure there's going to be plenty more because these are awesome. And I can't wait to see what they do for Empire and Return of the Jedi. But let's see. I don't see. But there's more. Uh, the release date on this is November 18th. Oh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. well, one of them, the other 18th. ones, I think they're already out. Oh, maybe. The dual one was November 18th. The rest of them doesn't have a release date, so I'm thinking the, uh, the other ones may already be available. Uh, they they uh, all come out. Yeah, I think that's for all of them. That's for okay. all of them, November 18th. Oh, I know where I'm going to be November 18th. Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> Wally World. And Wally World, right down the street from my house. Uh, and you know what's funny? Before I get on to this next story, I'm just going to say I was watching the news and I was watching all the people. I was watching, uh, they were doing a story on all these people waiting in line for the new iPhone that just came out. Uh. And I'm sitting there, I'm going, you suckers, who's going to wait in line for something stupid like that? And then I'm like, I see these, and I'm like, oh, November 18th, I'm going to be waiting outside Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) So you were saying. (laughs) So. It says uh, sucker across your forehead. Yes, it does. I have it tattooed on my butt. (laughs) Um. (laughs) (laughs) Next to the little German and little Frenchman. Little Canadian. Uh, anyway, so uh, <laughs> continue moving on. along. Wee oui, wee oui, mercy. Move along. Move along. <laughs> uh, continuing with our adorable collectibles. Uh, Build a Bear Workshop. Move on. There you go. <laughs> Build a Bear Workshop has a new line of bears. I guess. Yes. Uh, and this story is coming from Entertainment Weekly, and they have some pictures of these as well. If you want to check that out. Uh, and this this line includes uh, Ch- a Chewbacca bear uh, and one <laughs> which, which we'll Mike is not a, a fan of. Uh, one of Gwendolyn Christie's Captain Phasma bears. Uh, fans will have the option to buy a cuddly porg <laughs> <laughs> with an interesting the, hairdo. The, the porg the porg's gonna be huge. Huge. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I've ruined it for you forever. You have, yeah. I think that's the show uh, title. Porgs are going to be huge. Let's see. lost where you were. Yeah. The line will also include a Praetorian Guard costume, so your bear can dress up as one of the elite forces protecting Supreme Leader Snoke. A stormtrooper hoodie and a ray costume for those who want to fight for the forces of good. Boring. <laughs> 
So they have an image of the Porg who looks adorable yeah. and is huge, uh, huge, slightly different than the uh, Porg you might be used to because he seems to have a bit of um, a hairdo. And There's a bit of a, a flip. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that orange part on the for- on the Porg. So it, I'm gonna say. it looks like it's glued down nicely right now. It does. Yeah. <laughs> looks a little windblown though, but. Maybe that's why the porgs always frown. Doesn't it always? <laughs> I mean, sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, the Captain Phasma. Um, friends, if you look at these pictures, you'll you'll know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so. And then you will never be able to unsee it. Uh, the Captain Phasma bear looks pretty cute. Uh, the Chewbacca bear, which Mike is not a fan of. No. Is which yeah, it's kinda weird. It's just a bear with it looks like it's wearing a Chewbacca suit. Yeah. Fursuit. And it has the bo- his bowcaster and bandolier, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look it looks right. weird. Yeah. Well, me, they're calling it a Chewbacca bear. They're not calling right. it a Chewbacca. Yeah. It is right, and that's what it is. But yeah, it and looks, you can't go to Build a Bear weird. does carry a Chewbacca. So oh, if you yes, want just do. a Chewbacca, you can get that. I have the Chewbacca. It was a Christmas gift from my daughter a few years ago. Uh, that's awesome. And then they have a picture of the Praetorian Guard, which looks kind of cool as a bear. <laughs> yeah. Very AIDS vinyl. Yes, very. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you click the link to Build-A-Bear, uh, the Build-A-Bear link, it takes you to the site. And I will tell you, Zoe has the Darth Vader bear. She got me for Father's Day the year that this one came out, the Boba Fett bear. Oh, uh, that's awesome. <laughs> do, they, um, do they have an Adat driver bear? <laughs> not yet. I wish. Um, petition for it. There's a Ray bear that I think she wants. Uh, if not, we'll get the Ray costume for her uh, Shelly May, which is the the um, the friend that goes with the Duffy Bears here at Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, she has the Stormtrooper Bear, which is the First Order Trooper, and she has Vader. She does not want anything to do with the Kylo Ren Bear. Nothing <laughs> at all. Um. But some of the costumes are, are great, too. Uh, there's the Ray costume, you know, the T-shirts, the Falcon T-shirt, which is pretty cool. Um, of course, you could dress your bears in a Boba Fett costume or a, again, it's a Stormtrooper costume, but it's First Order or the Phasma costume. Um, I think if we did the Ray costumes, we have to almost get her both, the, the new and the old. Uh, but the co- different costumes are, are pretty awesome. Um, there's a Chewbacca sleeper. Yeah, I see that. Um, and of course, if you have a Duffy Bear from Disney, these costumes will fit the Duffy Bears with no problem at all. So, um, so yeah, that's that's the Builder Bear stuff, and their stuff is great quality. It really is. Yeah, I mean, even mm. even with all the jokes aside, I think their porg is still the better looking porg than than what I've seen at like Target or Walmart, and it'll actually hold up a little bit better as well, personally. So, um, good stuff coming from the Jedi library. How about, uh, some books that are coming out within the next week? So, uh, we're actually into November now. Wow. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Tuesday, November 7th, is Star Wars Insider number 177. Um, also coming out on the 7th is Star Wars Rebels Sinistory Volume 2, Path of the Jedi. It's a graphic novel styling retelling of the Disney XD show Star Wars Rebels. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the 8th is um, Karen Gillian and Salvador LaRocca. It is Karen Gillian's start on this, and that's Star Wars number 38. Uh, the Rebel Alliance turns its attention to the shattered planet of Jeddah. Once the site of great significance to the Jedi, Jeddah was left in ruins when the Death Star annihilated the holy city there. Uh, also coming out is the Force Awakens trade paperback, or paperback graphic novel. Um, yeah, basically the, tr- the trade paperback. It collects... Force Awakens uh, 1 through 6. Uh, also, 2 is um, the Darth Maul Son of Dath- Dathomir uh, collects Darth Maul Son of Dathomir and material from Star Wars Tales 7 through 9, uh, which is from the Legends line. I was going to say, that's all Legends, isn't it? Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what's coming out here in the U.S. on the 8th. Yeah, next week or this coming week. Uh, in the UK, you have um, the the Star Wars Rebels Sinister Story, uh, Star Wars number 38, and the Darth Maul trade paperback, and the Force Awakens trade paperback. So pretty much everything that we got here is coming out there as well. So it's one of the few times where... The only thing not showing up over there is Star Wars Insider. And I... I don't see Star Wars Insider popping up yet. Uh, it's to be announced for the month of October or November at this point in time. So, mm-hmm. so those are the books coming out uh, in, the, in the next in the next week. So, cool. uh, week ending the eleventh. So, before the next episode, any any final thoughts? Since we're getting to the cl- the close of the uh, of the episode, I think I'm all thought out at the moment. <laughs> I thought I had a thought, but the thought just disappeared. <laughs> he rethought it. <laughs> Recycled the thought. So, um, in regards to your thought. This deal is getting worse all the time. <laughs> On that, I have a thought, Mike. Yes. How can people find us? Well, you had to go and ask that one, didn't you? <laughs> people can find us um, on Facebook and on Twitter at Wookie Radio. Uh, Facebook is both page and group. Um, our website, like we said earlier, is WookieRadio.net. Um or email us at wookie at wookieradio.net. So check us out there. Let, we want to hear from you. And I'm still working on the details, but we will be giving away an action figure variant cover for Star Wars number 33. It's the Bespin Guard, Bespin Security Guard cover. And that, that contest is coming up soon. So get y'all all excited about that one. I know that was five issues ago, but action figure variant covers are becoming harder and harder to get. So it's a chance to win one right off the bat. Anything else? Then on that then on that note. Give the evacuation code signal. Alright, cut the chatter. Jinx! I can hold it! Pull up! No, I'm alright! Placed information vital to the survival of the rebellion into the memory systems of this R2 unit. I've lost R2!